Hey, Sarah. Hi, Kim. How's it going? It's going well. We got a nice sunny day out today and a little bit warmer, so that's nice. Well, I'm not a complainer, but it is a little windy. I'm just going to, it's not like a day you want to sit outside, but at least we can look outside and not see snow or rain. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> well, we have another fantastic guest. I just can't believe we keep getting such amazing people. Um, <laughs> Nick Grisito, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow, Kim, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm extremely honored and I'm humbled. Thank you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Sure. And I have to agree, it is a little windy outside. I think we have a wind advisory up here in Loudoun, so I can definitely relate. So it, it, again, it is a pleasure to be here. I'm Nick Rosita. I'm the computer science supervisor for Loudoun County Public Schools. And before that, I dabbled in the ed tech realm for Loudoun County for just under four years. I was what they called a digital integration specialist, which is a rather nebulous title. I did manage our division's LMS, and I was the coordinator of our Inspire Loudon conference, which was basically teaching teachers on their first day of summer break how to use ed tech tools. And this was a pretty good conference. We had over a thousand teachers that would show up again wow. on their first day of summer break, right? And um, it's tough to get that many people to do things on their first day of vacation as well. I know. It was great. And it was all teachers teaching teachers. It was our amazing staff of ITRTs from all of our schools working in conjunction with teachers that they collaborated with over the year and then just taught other teachers. So it was one of my favorite projects to work on. And then before then, I was a, an ITRT. We call them IFTs now, and they were TRTs back then. Um, so, I opened, so many acronyms. <laughs> I know it's, you know, thanks education find, for that. We love that. Can't seem to find one that sticks. I wonder why. I wonder what's going to be the one that lasts eventually. Yeah, I, you're so, you're so right. I think at one point IFT had a comma in it. So it's, you know, just to, just to mix things up a little bit, right? Instead of a <laughs> like preposition, an, we'll just add an a, asterisk, yeah, <laughs> like a little ampersand, like why not? <laughs> yeah, you know, symbols are fun too. But uh, yeah, I was a, an ITRT. I helped open Rockridge High School in Ashburn. And then before then, I was actually an English teacher for 12 years. I worked in Fairfax County and Loudoun County. So that's a little bit about me. Although I guess that's not really who I am. That's just my professional background. I have a couple other interests, water polo, swimming. I love the fish. I've got four amazing kids and uh, the best wife on the face of the planet who's also an educator. So we're a teaching family. Very nice. That's awesome. And I love hearing about teachers that have made their way into technology through, I think we hear a lot about math and science teachers who have become computer science and tech teachers. So every time I hear of someone who is in like music or English, I'm, I'm like, yeah, other representation too. We get a little bit of everything. For sure. And, and sort of what was the hook uh, with computer science? Like what, why did oh. that become an area? It sounds like a passion for you. It really is. I was one of those uh, CTE kids in high school. I really, you know, in middle school, I had the mechanical engineering bug. So I love taking apart lawnmowers and mopeds and all that mm -hmm. fun stuff. But it was in high school where I had a computer programming teacher at the time, Mr. Dershmer, who was just fantastic. He was just like, hey, we can, we can build websites with this thing called the internet. 
uh, which was brand new, you know, for students in uh, in the 90s, right? So it was just, you know, we can build websites. And so it's like, this is cool. And then he got me into programming languages and working on networks. And so I just kept working my way through CTE courses. And then when I went to college, I was enamored with C++ for some reason and just kept going with that type of stuff. But when I became a teacher, it was the ed tech side that really took over. I started as actually a special education teacher. And for me, assistive technology was like my jam. I took all the Apple IIs in Fairfax at the time. Every classroom teacher got a PC and they got a Mac. And I remember that all my colleagues, they, they didn't like the, the Apple machines. So I took those and put that in my self-contained English room. I would just go to different colleagues and say, are you going to use that computer? And I would just put it in my self-contained classroom. And all my students knew that they either started the class at their desk or at their Apple. And so I don't know, it just it, the ed tech thing just, just like bit me. And just from there, I just combined my love with programming and my love with ed tech. And I just wanted to expand computer science. I think, and I know I'm, a, I'm rambling a little bit, I apologize, but it, it just gets me jazzed. I think one of our leaders, my assistant superintendent, Dr. Ashley Ellis, came to me when I first started in the ed tech office. She was my director back then. And she said, we need to expand computer science education. And that was in 2016 when Tag Reeson was, you know, putting together the, the mandate for the computer science SOLs. And then the state put together the, the actual SOLs in, you know, 2017. And it was just like, the timing was perfect. She was just like, we need to figure this out. How do we do the integration? And she said, let's, let's do this, Nick. And so just really helped me, guided me, and just gave me the opportunities and the avenues to expand in Loudoun. And so ever since, I've been extremely blessed to work with her and other directors, and we're just making it happen. It's really fantastic. I know we're going to have so many follow-up questions, but before sure. we go there, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Dershmer. I hope that you are listening because you inspired, you inspired this person years ago, and it has become something that has like been a spark that has taken over their life in such a happy way. Like, way to go, Mr. Dershmer. Okay. <laughs> Lake Mary High School. I'm Yay! <laughs> so Nick, you presented at VISTI uh, this past conference, and that's where I met you. And I met you in one of, I think, three sessions you did. And I was so wow. blown away by everything you were sharing about what you had built up at Loudoun County and you had all these people with you. So it wasn't just you, you were, you know, it was a very collaborative effort that I then followed you to all your, your other sessions in a, in a maybe a stalkery wow. way. Um, but That's okay. I just uh, <laughs> am so impressed with this pipeline that you've created. And I just want to hear more about, you know, how did that, I think you've talked a little bit now about how that work started. Where are you now? What surprised you about it? Things like that. Sure. So the, the pipeline idea was, a, again, a collaborative idea that started with our former superintendent, Dr. Eric Williams, in conjunction with working with uh, Chesapeake Public Schools. So we combined forces and our, our friends in the Loudoun Education Foundation also worked with us to get uh, a Go Virginia and DHCD grant, which we earned a $2.4 million grant along with Chesapeake Public Schools. Wow. And so basically, yeah, right. I was just, and it was just so exciting to get that. And so for us, it was, 
well, what are we trying to accomplish with expanding computer science education? Like, what is the, what are the intended outcomes? Like, what are we trying to do? Yeah, we have the SOLs, but to what extent, you know, why? And for us, we, we combine the, the pipeline, which I'll talk about in a second, with experiential learning and workforce readiness. So mm. the end outcome for us is, you know, we hear about those 34,000 jobs in cybersecurity in, you know, the Commonwealth of Virginia that haven't been filled. And how do we fill those jobs? Well, I mean, we have to get our, our students prepared. We have to give them heavy doses of, of Python, which sounds kind of weird to say, but we need to give them healthy doses of, you know, what cybersecurity is. What is machine learning? What does data analytics look like? So for us, the end result is workforce readiness. And so we added experiential learning to the creation of our computer science office so that in addition to coaching teachers on the integration of the SOLs in K through five and then six through eight, and then create standalone courses at the middle school level, which through the grant, we were able to continue that journey and we created an additional standalone computer science course. So we started with the MSCE course that VDOE provided with the 36 week one, we call it introduction to computer science. And then we were able to create a text-based programming language course called CS Foundations. And my elevator pitch for that is when I was a, a kid at Franklin Middle School in Fairfax County way back in the day, my favorite class was Introduction to Foreign Languages, uh, which I guess would be called World Languages now. And so that's what I wanted to create with the CS Foundations course, Ooh. an introduction to text-based programming languages so that our students could get a taste of HTML, they could get a taste of JavaScript, Java, Lua, Python, so on and so forth. And so that's that course. And our kids in seventh and eighth grade can take that now to prepare them for courses at the high school level. My end dream, which I think we're, we're beginning to get there, uh, we're working with a couple business partners now, is to have our teachers provide our kids with a syllabus for APCSA or APCSP that says, you know, in this class, we're going to learn these AP Central course requirements, but there's also internship or externship opportunities with such and such a business. And this is going to prepare you for what the workforce looks like or prepare your soft skills or your resume so that when you leave Loudoun County Public Schools, you can be that contributor. And so that's really like the bug that's got me just like so ecstatic about our pipeline work is that elementary, middle and high are not working in isolation. They're working towards a building of an end result. And through that grant, we've been able to accomplish a lot. And I'm just really blessed and just excited by it every day. I mean, we're not talking about little changes here. You're talking about massive systemic ecosystem changes. I think that's thing a lot of things a lot of teachers and a lot of administrators dream about. But where do you start? How do you make that happen? Like you're that's a seismic shift. That's incredible. Well, and Kim, as as you pointed out, you're totally right, Sarah. As Kim, you pointed out in my presentations at Visti, which weren't mine, they were the computer science office of Loudoun County Public School, because we are really fortunate to have computer science instructional facilitators. We have approximately 10. We have three that work at 17 middle schools, and we have seven that work at soon to be 60 elementary schools. And so 
for us, it's everything is collaboration. Like how do we integrate computer science standards? How do we show teachers that, you know, their current lesson plans have computational thinking already integrated within? And how do we just modify the vocab a little bit and have kindergartners learn, hey, you know, lining up and walking through the hallway is kind of an algorithm. It's kind of a pattern. And we're just trying to show them that they're doing computational thinking. So it's truly a team effort. I'm so lucky to have resources like that, to have that many coaches to work with. Yeah. And your admin support, it sounds really strong, as well as collaborating across two school districts. How did that come about? Part of the strategic plan with getting the Go Virginia DHCD grant really involves working in multiple regions. So we're technically region four in Virginia, but we're really region seven when it comes to Go Virginia. And then Chesapeake, I think, is like region two or something. It it doesn't, it's the opposite of what video week really, you know, shares out on their website, but it's okay. It is what it is. But really strategically with, you know, between Chesapeake, Loudoun, the Loudoun Education Foundation, they said, how can we, you know, really create impact across the Commonwealth, not just in isolation in Loudoun. So everything that we're doing, as you saw, Kim, with our work is is meant to be shared out with the Commonwealth. So for us, it's not just a Loudoun thing. It's not just a Loudoun and Chesapeake thing. It's not just a Chesapeake thing. It's everything we share is going into Go Open VA. Everything that we create is going on a website and we wanna start doing our, our webinars relatively soon. We've been emailing uh, folks who attended our sessions with updates. And so we plan to do a little bit more, unfortunately, global pandemic and Omicron and teacher shortages have kind of put like a delay on on a few things, but Mm -hmm. we're amping things back up again. And you're totally right. It's, you know, having that administrator support, having computational thinking as one of our aligned supports for deeper learning and our mission statement in Loudoun County. I mean, it's a dream come true for us. It, it really paves the way to being able to do this with uh, a streamlined support. So you're totally right. And because you have, you're kind of in the middle where you're admin, but you're also working with teachers and you have admin support. And so you get to be admin support. So you're kind of, it sounds like you're helping that support and that like celebration and that hands-on working together to trickle down to teachers that really need it. Absolutely. I'm wondering what your advice might be for an educator out there who's not feeling that love and support Mm. and what are ways that they can work around it? Yeah. Jeez. How do I stay on everyone's right side in saying this? I think. uh, (laughs) I was going to say we won't tell anyone, but no, that's a lie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, tell everyone. I feel like with our with our facilitators i really like to say like you know we want to build consistency but i also want your you to have autonomy and being able to be you so kim you mentioned becca gratz like i want becca gratz to or sorry sarah you mentioned becca gratz my apologies so like yeah (laughs) um like i want them to be themselves when they go to their schools you know we want the consistency of you know the strategic plan the resources, but I want folks to be themselves. And so when I was in the classroom, when I was a real teacher, I was given like curriculum guides and pacing guides. And I was that that guy who taught etymology and AP English Lit and English 11 Honors. 
but sometimes you just gotta do your own thing. And I think that that our teachers have a lot of things like happening to them externally that are, you know, really pushing them down internally. And I think sometimes like we just have to let go of that external stuff. And this is what I've been having to tell my team is, you know, our teachers are going through a lot, but as a teacher, like I will never say no to you. And so for our teachers across the Commonwealth, if you want to have that conversation, reach out to us and, but we're happy to lend out materials. We're happy to lend out, like, you know, have conversations about robots. We will invite you up to our schools. We will travel down to see you. And I'm excited about doing some of those things anyway, over the next couple of weeks, like my assistant director, who I just recently got a new boss in our reorg because of our commitment to experiential learning and building community partnerships. I now have an assistant director of CTE, community connections, and computer science. So now we're trying to work on helping the rest of the Commonwealth, like I said. And so we're looking forward to traveling and just discussing, you know, things that are occurring with computer science integration across the state. So for those teacher friends out there that want to do this or don't want to do this, but are kind of curious, like why they should do this, dial me up. I'm happy to have that conversation. You know, let's let's talk. And if I don't convince you, I've got 11 other teammates that I will try to throw you towards. No, I'm just kidding. But I think that, <laughs> you know, let's let's have that conversation and, and let me let's let's hear out what you need. And I'll tell you what I think you need. And let's try to make it happen. There are enough resources out there. We can make it happen. Well, that's such a powerful offer to put out there because when you are excited about something but feel like it's going to be a risk in the classroom and feel like maybe your administrators have too much going on for it to be a priority or it is not something that is a priority for them or if you feel like you're swimming upstream a little bit it can make what's already difficult even harder so knowing like you may not be their administrator but there's an administrator out there waiting to support you <laughs> just go find him <laughs> absolutely and one of the best parts of this project was when, you know, Don Meyer from Loudoun Education Foundation and Dr. Williams and some of my directors and, and Chesapeake said, it's not just for us. Like, we're building this out for everybody else. We need this model. The Commonwealth needs this model. That was exciting for me. You know, when you just build things for just one ecosystem, like you had mentioned early, earlier, Sarah, like, it just... It's cool, but then it just becomes like, oh, this is the Loudon and Chesapeake way. And that's not very exciting. That doesn't sound exciting to me. That sounds very like siloed. I'd rather sit there and say like, what is the Commonwealth's way? You know, what do we do in, in the United States? So that's a lot more exciting for me. So I, I think that I am passionate about that. Sharing is, is, is really caring, but it really like, it influences, you know, system, systemic change, like you said. Yeah, I think it's a really great posture to come from because we do have a lot of systemic issues in computer science and technology. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about is now that you've had this program rolling for a little bit, are you seeing some of those issues get resolved? And are there still some out there that, you know, we need to, <laughs> we need to tackle? Sure, absolutely. Yes, I, I think, first of all, you know, there are a lot of blurred lines with computer science without getting like too far into the weeds. It's, you know, you look at the ed tech 
SOLs or the integrated technology SOLs. I forget what they're called. They're, Everyone says the Dilly Sols or something like that, but. Yeah, and they're new now, right? Right. New, the digital learning. That's it, digital yes, learning, yes. thank you. I didn't yeah. even know about that until like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, what? I prefer yeah. Dilly Sols. There's computer science. And, oh, and it doesn't match any of the teacher education programs, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> but we need to have more serious conversations that involve words like Dilly Sols. Dilly just, Sols, I'm, yeah. I'm very into that, <laughs> even if they don't make sense. That is the acronym of the year in education, the Dilly Sols. <laughs> Actually, just quick side note, I love it when I talk to other people in, in other states and I talk about the standards of learning and I oh, forget. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> you keep talking about Are you SOL. sure you have that correct? Yeah. And so anyway, sorry, so, end of that tangent. But I think we, we have a, a long way to go. Like a lot of school systems are using their ITRTs to teach computer science education. I think Absolutely. I mean, use the resources that you have within your division, but is it their responsibility, especially if they have the Dilly Souls or the digital learning SOLs, right? Like ITRTs already have so much as it is. I mean, that's, they have so much to do with ed tech support, especially working with their teachers on their learning management systems, remote learning when it needs to take place, troubleshooting technology issues in the classroom. And then we put on top of that, like robotics or, you know, I forgot my scratch password. Do you really troubleshoot that? Like that's, that scratches ball game, right? So mm -hmm. I think with ed tech alone, there are so many blurring of the lines and how do we support all of this stuff together? So that's an issue. And then, you know, we don't want to step on CTE's shoes or math shoes with the high school and middle school courses that we provide. What is a graduation requirement for math? And is it a computer science requirement or is it a world language requirement? Because if you take two sequential computer science courses and you have an individualized education plan, you can substitute that for a world language credit. So it's, we have a ways to go, as you can see, like there's just, there's a lot of blurring. And I think that mm -hmm. we run the risk of going into extreme silos or we run the risk of those lines being forever blurred. And so we need to strike a balance between ed tech, CTE, math, computer science, computer science integration. And it's just a lot of work. Sarah, you look like you're thinking. I'm just even hearing thoughts. that <laughs> makes, it makes me tired. Like you're saying it's a lot of work and yeah, that is the, and I, I think Kim and I have had conversations before Sometimes when it's a lot of work and measuring things or putting in standards really, really well would be a huge amount of work. Instead, we create hoops for people to jump through that like, well, if we just create a new standardized test that shows mastery of these skills, then we'll just teach computer science to a test the way we have started teaching math and reading. And that that is one of the things that really scares me is that you know, computer science can be this living, breathing, creative art and humanities focused thing. And I get nervous that it's going to turn into like a scantron and you're filling in the bubbles that that's something that scares me. You are much more in tune with what's really happening. Is that a possible reality? Are we just going to get computer science SOLs and students are going to sit down for CS SOL day? I don't see that happening, to be honest with you. Really, I think we're, even though the SOLs have been around for a while, like, I think we're still struggling to define what integration is. And 
I think we're a long ways from assessment, although I have discussed with school-based administrators, you know, what would potential computer science assessment look like? Well, we don't have that really on our roadmap because an assessment is an assessment and computer science is an integration into a core subject. So mm -hmm. you should just be assessing the core subject and, oh, look at that, computer science and computational thinking was woven within. And that's what integration is. So I don't see that happening. I've been wrong before, as as my wife would like to tell me, but I, I just don't see that as trending. I think I think we're just figuring out what integration really looks like. What do those indicators look like to ensure that it's happening? I have a dream that you know computer science will be part of school improvement plans, where schools are looking at metrics and, like I was saying, computer science indicators, and we'll be able to sit there and say to those schools, "Man, you're not going to." you know, eight of the 10 CS, stand, CS indicators out of the park. And so now we'd really like to shift our support over to another school that needs some help with these indicators. So rather than assessment, it's just looking at where integration is taking place authentically and building a repository for where teachers are creating awesome lessons, where CS is integrated within, and just providing that for teachers um, who need support who need that stepping stone. I'm going to clap again. I was going to say, that, <laughs> that is everything I want and why I'm doing the EDU yeah. program. So yay. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I have that kind of, de not debate, but conversation with teachers a lot where they're like, can you give me a curriculum for this tool? And I say, well, I can't because it's designed to fit into your curriculum. Like you don't really want to teach this standalone. You want it to be incorporated into your math class and your music class and your geometry class. It should help and expand and you can teach it on its own, but it's, it's really designed to support and create extension. So hearing that. Ooh, okay. That's like the, the days of, you know, a class of just Microsoft Word or PowerPoint. I'm like, no, I don't ever <laughs> want to teach that alone because what's the point? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and I guess that's a little bit of a, a little bit of our struggle is how do you balance defining what integration is, provide teachers a roadmap with how to integrate all of the CS standards for their grade level while meeting them where they're at. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, like that's our mantra. We need to meet the teachers where they're at. And so really our, our coaches go in and they go, all right, what, what are you covering in science? What are you covering in math? And so I really expect our instructional facilitators to be SMEs, you know, to, to really know language arts, social science, science, all the other subjects that I'm forgetting because it's Friday. Goodness. Yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> um, but I need them to be those subject matter experts. And so, you know, when we have CLTs, I'll sit there and say, all right, I'm giving you an hour to come up with an integration plan. One computer science standard, one of the four core, come up with what that integration plan is so that they have that practice so that when they go into a CLT with teachers and they say, oh, we're covering math uh, standard 3.16. Oh, well, that's amazing. That works really well with computer science standard 3.1. And we can really dive deep into algorithms. And you just have to meet those teachers like where they're planning. And if we don't do that, we're going to miss some major opportunities to get buy-in. So it's juggling all those proverbial balls that are up in the air. But I think we're doing a decent job. I think, you know, there's there's always room for improvement, but it's definitely at the heart of what we're working on. 
Kim, I recognize that I, Kim, I used to go into meetings with Kim and she would be like, so middle school math teacher, what are you teaching right now? What? What a coincidence. I have a great idea for that subject that I had no idea you were teaching. I didn't research for this. Like <laughs> yep. to, to be a specials teacher or like a resource teacher, you have to be a little bit of a wizard and you have to know everything about everything and be ready to wave your wand and be what everybody needs at all times. Yeah. It's lots of fun. <laughs> so to wrap up, what is something that you're looking forward to? Tomorrow. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I just, I really just love my job. I think I look forward to seeing what our teachers are doing. I look forward to seeing what our instructional facilitators are doing, what our experiential learning coordinator, Christina Lee, is doing with building internships. One of our milestones for the, the grant was to work with Chesapeake to get 275 internships. And I think last count was 291. And we haven't even finished, you know, the two years that we were supposed to get that done. So for us, we're hitting all those milestones. And, you know, if you had told me on July 1st, 2020, when the computer science office was born, we were going to be able to do that, you know, by February, 2022. I would say you were, you were crazy. During a pandemic? <laughs> During a pandemic, oh right. <laughs> so our team is phenomenal at what they do. And like I said, I just look forward to, to every single day seeing where we're able to take the, the goalposts and move them, you know, within Loudoun, within Chesapeake, and then sit there and go, how does this translate to a Fauquier County? How does this translate to an, a Henrico County? How can we best support them? How can we build that common language across the Commonwealth and support those teachers? And I'm not pointing out those school systems for any reason other than they were just at the top of my mind, but mm -hmm. I just really enjoy the time that we're at where we're really in the infancy of expanding computer science education, which seems silly because, you know, we had computer science classes when we were in high school, you know, some of us did. And it was like, you know, I remember learning visual basic and quick basic. And, you know, that was my senior high school class, my computer science class, but we've come full circle and now computer science is important again. And we have this opportunity to expand it the right way and just be creative and prepare students to, to have those skills for those jobs that don't exist yet. How is it, how exciting is it, you know, to, to learn about machine learning or quantum computing or even, you know, what does a data uh, center do, or data center operator do? You know, in Loudoun, we have like, you know, 80% of the world's like data traveling through the data centers we have. So it's just, everything is just so exciting now. It is a lot of pressure. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stress involved, but it's fun. It's exciting to, to be in this time working with computer science education. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome. Well, Nick, oh, thank you yeah. so, so much for taking time with us. For sure. This was great. Oh yeah. I could talk to you all day. I want to like bring you to all of my meetings from now on and be like, see, things are great. Look what we're doing. Everything's, everything's so good. Everything is awesome. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, thank you both. I'm, I'm extremely humbled. When I got the invitation, I sent it to my assistant director. I was like, can I do this? Like, please. And she was like, absolutely. So I'm, I'm extremely humbled. Thank you so much. I, I know I geek out about computer science and uh, thank you for giving me an avenue to talk about it.
oh, that's our favorite thing. Computer science <laughs> geeks always bring them all. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, until next time. Tech, love, and happiness.